Hare Krishna, dear devotees. So today we have His Grace Ramkita Das Prabhuji from Mumbai, India. And Prabhuji is going to enlighten us from Bhagavad Gita, chapter 4, verse number 28. Hare Krishna, Prabhuji. Uh, please accept my humble obeisances. All glory to Shri Prabhupada and Guru Maharaj. Uh, you may take over the call. Thank you, Prabhu. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Uh, Thunderbirds and uh, it's a pleasure to be in the uh, assembly where uh, we are going to chant Bhagavad Gita for me it's early in the morning and it's uh, going to be the beginning of the day to start with glorifying Krishna we are reading from chapter 4 text, text 28 I will uh, read the shloka Translation and purport. Somebody wants to repeat the shloka, then we can Swadhyaya Dravya Yagnastato, Dravya Yagnastapo Yagna, Yoga Yagnastata Pare, Swadhyaya Gyana, Yagnascha, Yatayaha, Samshita Vrataha. Anybody else would like to recite the verse? So 4.28. Yes, Prabhuji. Dravya Yagnasta Po Yagna Yoga Yagnasta Thapare Swadhyaya Gyane Agnascha Yateya Samshit Vrataha Hare Krishna. Okay, so translation. Having accepted strict vows. Some become enlightened by sacrificing their possessions and others by performing severe austerities, by practicing the yoga of eightfold mysticism or by studying the Vedas to advance in transcendental knowledge. Purport by These sacrifices may be fitted into various divisions. There are persons who are sacrificing their possessions in the form of various kinds of charities. In India, the rich mercantile community or princely orders open various kinds of charitable institutions like Dharmashala, Annakshetra, Atiti Shala, Annatalaya and Vidyapita. In other countries too, there are many hospitals, old age homes and similar charitable foundations. 
meant for distributing food, education, and medical treatment free to the poor. All these charitable activities are called Dravya Maya Yajna. There are others who, for higher elevation in life or for promotion to higher planets within the universe, voluntarily accept many kinds of austerities such as Chandrayana and Chaturmasya. These processes entail severe vows for conducting life under certain rigid rules. For example, under the Chaturmasya vow, the candidates does not shave for four months during the year, July to October. He does not eat certain foods, does not eat twice in a day, or does not leave home. Such sacrifice of the comforts of life is called Tapomaya Yajna. There are still others who engage themselves in different kinds of mystic yogas, like the Patanjali system, for merging into the existence of the Absolute, or Hatha Yoga, or Ashtanga Yoga, for particular perfections. And some travel to all the sacrificed places of pilgrimage. All these practices are called Yoga Yajna, sacrifice for a certain type of perfection in the material world. There are others who engage themselves in the studies of different Vedic literatures, specifically the Upanishad and the Vedanta Sutras or the Sankhya philosophy. All of these are called Swadhyaya Yajna or engagement in the sacrifice of studies. All these yogis are faithfully engaged in different types of sacrifice and are seeking a higher status of life. Krishna consciousness, however, is different from these because it is the direct service of the Supreme Lord. Krishna consciousness cannot be attained by any one of the above mentioned types of sacrifice, but can be attained only by the mercy of the Lord and his bona fide devotees. Therefore, Krishna consciousness is transcendental. ಸ್ವಾಮಿಂಗ್ರವಾಣಿ ಪಾಶ್ಚಾತ್ಯಾಶತಾರಿಣೆ ಜಯ ಶ್ರೀಕೃಷ್ಣ ಚೈತನ್ಯ ಪ್ರಭೂ ನಿತ್ಯಾನಂದ ಶ್ರೀ ಅದ್ವೈತಗದಾದಿ ಗೌರಭಕ್ತವೃಂದ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೇ 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 ರಾಮ ಹರೇ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೇ ಹರೇ ಸಿವಿಯರ್ಸ್ಟರಿಟೀಸ್ ಬೈ ಪ್ರಾಕ್ಟಿಸಿಂಗ್ ದ ಯೋಗ ಆಫ್ ಏಟ್ ಫೋ
or by studying the Vedas to advance in transcendental knowledge. So, this chapter of transcendental knowledge is a very interesting one where Krishna is trying to help Arjuna by sharing certain information by which the entire process of him getting engaged is slowly going to be revealed. Then Krishna started to begin this chapter. He started with the the authenticity of the knowledge that being imparted. He also shared how this knowledge should be learned in a parampara system. And then he's you know, slowly opening it up to different types of knowledge, different source of knowledge, different ways of gaining this knowledge and eventually he is going to introduce the concept of Guru very soon. Whilst he defines certain knowledge, certain processes underlying the knowledge, the focus of these all learnings, he is going to establish what is the Bonafide as well as safest way to get properly situated in knowledge. Tattvidit pranipadena parit prashnena sevaya. So you will all learn them in the future verses. In the current context, some wonderful set of information are shared by Shla Prabhupada. Of course, Krishna is as a part of the sequence of several processes, he is explaining how there are few men who will take up Ravya Mayayajna, Swadhyayajna, Yoga Yajna, or even Tapomaya Yajna. So, but Prabhupada very candidly said, None of this process will actually give us Krishna or Krishna Prem. So we are going to churn this particular purport through some set of reflections. The first reflection is about our fundamental priorities as a fallen Baddha Jiva. Since the time we are in this material world, which according to the Shastra is time immemorial, that's why we are classified as Nitya Baddhas. Somehow or other, 
by choice or by force we have been a self centered personalities in whichever form of life that we have been in we have been thinking about i me mine i me mine this had been our central focus or the only reason for our existence we will not be able to or we had not been able to generally think beyond ourselves this i me meant mind mentality is such that your talking walking working every walks of life where focus in the area by which it eventually contributes to i me mine agenda so then what happens is that people when they by the arrangement of supreme lord or by some will of providence or some good karma or some mercy or some arrangement if they come in contact with some religious spiritual topic when they get to attend certain spiritual discourses bona fide spiritual discourses when they get to hear instructions of the supreme lord from a bona fide source there is a transformation that happens from i me mine state that is called i me mine and krishna also previously we were never in that state of krishna because for us in the i me mind state even god is somebody who is an order supplier the previous verse spoke about how somebody worshiped the demigods how somebody worshiped their you know ishta uh, devata how somebody controlled their uh, breathing and try to achieve something but somehow slowly you know being in touch with spiritual groups bona fide spiritual groups so you start to slowly include krishna god in your life there the definition of our existence is slightly modified to i me mine and krishna also previously i used to buy something consume previously i used to do certain things for my pleasure now i buy it for me but before i consume it i offer it to the lord i buy it for my eating my choice my taste everything for me but because i am educated to an extent i offer it to the lord and accept it as prasadam definitely far better than the previous this itself is a yoga but there is one more stage which we are going to be elevated 
if we stay put to this process. This is a stage of Krishna only. The first stage was I, me, mine only is my focus of life. And the culmination stage that we are all slowly progressing towards to is the stage of Krishna only. Krishna only is the center of my life. Krishna only is the reason why I am doing some things. Krishna only is the reason for whom I am trying to dovetail everything. It is for the pleasure of the Lord. The interesting fact is, in all the three stages, actions are more or less the same. But the intention and the process followed to perform the actions are modified. And in the process of trying to include Krishna in our life, include God consciousness in our life, Whilst the action is same, the result is completely different. All Krishna was trying to enlighten Arjuna from the second chapter onwards is don't do action for you, for your sensual pleasure. Rather do the action for the purpose why it is to be done and the more it is supposed to be done. Which is what Krishna is trying to enlighten to Arjuna. So my first reflection is that how we need to understand the journey in our spiritual quest. Whilst I am in I, me, mine zone, I, me, mine only zone, I need to progress towards Krishna only zone. It is not a very complicated process. In fact, it is a very exciting process. Because all what Krishna is saying is, even if you come to the stage of I, me, mine and Krishna also, which is what most of us are in, at least I am in, where we are still not able to fully relinquish my choices, my desire, my way of functioning, you know what it is that I wish to do. But just because I heard few Bhagavad Gita classes, I am acknowledging that Krishna is Supreme Personality of Godhead. So I will offer it to him and I will take it back for me. So I have come to that level of commitment and maturity. So I come to that stage. So what Krishna does is when you add him into your agenda, when you add him because the process of yoga means to connect. To connect with the Supreme Lord. So if you add some sort of yoga, whether it is jnana yoga, karma yoga, dhyana yoga, ashtanga yoga, bhakti yoga, whichever process by which you add Krishna is a very interesting father. When I say interesting, he's like any other father who always want to have his dear most children to be always with him. But unfortunately, all the children are not obedient or interested in being with father. So the father tries his ways and means to get back his children. 
so when you somewhere or other give some room for the supreme lord to be in your life somewhere little bit that he slowly nudges himself in knowing that you are in the center if you just add him into that center even though you have not got yourself eliminated out of the center he takes care of how to push us out of the center look at the beginning of bhagavad gita arjuna's proposal was i will not fight i will want to renounce because of xyz reason and the end of bhagavad gita i will fight not for my choice for your desire so the entire transformation is his initial thought where i mean mine but then because he had some no sense of uh, rational some intelligence he didn't want to do a offensive act he didn't want to do something stupid something simple so he approached krishna and said sishyaste ham sati mam tvam prapannam please accept me and try to educate me enlighten me i am completely you know affected by a dosha karpatya dosha pahata swabha so that's when krishna is so he just allowed krishna a little bit of a room and slowly krishna is nudging his way in and eventually establishing a very fundamental part of action in krishna consciousness so my first reflection is we all need to understand this journey if not reach the stage of krishna only at least get to the stage of krishna also learn to add krishna in every walks of our life even though the end desire is for us just giving it to routing it through krishna is always better than independently enjoying yajna srishta asina santo mutyante sarva kilvishai punjate te pragam papa So it is better that it is done as an offering and eventually accepted for me rather than I just accept it because I enjoy. So this is the first reflection. The second reflection is about what Krishna Prabhupada writes here that all these sacrifices that are listed here. Whether it is dravya maya yajna, tapo maya yajna, swadya yajna, yoga yajna, so all these different types of sacrifice may apparently appear. Wow, what a great achievement! Something I have done to accomplish something I have done. Shri Prabhupada says none of them would actually directly give. Krishna, none of them would actually give us Krishna consciousness. But one interesting thing is, such sacrifices are by far better than doing nothing. 
in the purushartha conversation it is always explained dharma artha kama moksha and the fifth one is called panchama purushartha bhakti so when we talk about bhakti as a purushartha and when we know our current consciousness is not yet in the stage of performing bhakti so we need to have some sort of a preparation or tilling the ground because if bhakti has to be cultivated then the ground needs to be ready when bhakti has to be groomed then we need to have some sort of proper farming done farming is not just sowing the seed and you know water it again you need to till the ground you need to prepare the soil you need to take care of proper lighting you need to properly fence them so from that perspective it is explained that the process of yoga and sacrifice or what we can say that you know leading a life of dharmic uh, consciousness dharma is such a topic which can be a very good ground on which devotion can be easily built in the sense when varnashrama dharma conversation was you know always the thoughts and chaitanya mahaprabhu had a conversation with ramananda rai ramananda rai first suggested chaitanya mahaprabhu about varnashrama dharma chaitanya mahaprabhu said can you go further up then he said next then he said next then he said next and it went up and up and up but what was established or what it is to be understood is and shila prabhupad wanted to revive varnashrama dharma to establish daiva varnashrama it is shila prabhupad's desire to set some platform for us to begin devotion to at least come to the stage of being sinless in the early stage of krishna consciousness movement and shila prabhupad started this movement in new york shila prabhupad had very you know very interesting set of students who doesn't who didn't have any spiritual background who didn't have any cultured background who didn't even have uh, what you no claim as a same uh people some of them are even insane shila prabhupad tried to give some very fundamental treatment on them what was that he introduced the process of chanting and in addition to that he made sure two things are done one is following four regulated principles and second is made those unmarried boys and girls who were roaming roaming with boyfriends and girlfriends he said please get married you cannot just roam around like that or relinquish in the sense 
Shla Prabhupada brought in some sort of a regulation. In this particular four different classifications of Yajna that is referred over here, even though the agenda for doing them could be adulterated, but they are definitely some good steps to till our dirty mind, to prepare ourselves to come to the mode of goodness to some extent so that further <laughs> spiritual activities can be planned and constructed. So my second reflection hence is that for us to perform devotional service, we need to understand that we need to come to the aspect of mode of goodness. Shla Prabhupada writes in the preface to Nectar of Instruction. In all spiritual, spiritual affairs, one's first duty is to control one's mind and senses then everything pertaining to spiritual knowledge will be automatically revealed. I'm just paraphrasing them. You can read them into the preface of Nectar of Instruction. So, in all spiritual affairs, one's duty is to control mind and senses. Prabhupada says, by controlling the mind and senses and come to the stage of mode of goodness is needed for us to be Receiving spiritual knowledge. This coming to the mode of goodness can be done by multiple ways and means. It could be done by several uh, methodology. Somebody can come to the mode of goodness by going through different yoga systems, different types of such sacrifices. But the most easiest is to use Krishna consciousness to come to Krishna consciousness. As we always say, chanting is the means and chanting is the end. So by one trying to take up spirituality, he can use spirituality. Like for example, I am in Ganges. I use Ganges water to offer oblations to Ganges. I use sunlight to see sun. Similarly, I use Krishna consciousness to be Krishna conscious or to even know what is Krishna conscious. I am trying to use other methods. For example, I am living in a cave. I have never seen what is sun? How the sun looks like? I'm, look, I'm using a small lamp or I'm using a torch. I'm using the torch and reading through this and coming to know what is sun all about? What is sun's planet all about? And with the help of that torch, I am reading about sun and eventually realizing that I should step out of the cave to see the sun. So these processes with sacrifices, different sacrifices that are explained over here, they are useful to an extent to prepare ourselves to come to a 
decent state of consciousness so that then we are eventually entering to the stage of devotion we have some grounds already existing coming to the mode of goodness is by far better and important so from that perspective as a second reflection i want to say shila prabhupad's point on these sacrifices uh, all these yogis are faithfully engaged in different types of sacrifice and are seeking yeah higher status of life krishna consciousness is different from these because it is a direct service to supreme lord so that is why we need to know the difference between religiosity and spirituality so in our journey to krishna consciousness as a matter of uh, the second reflection i want to conclude we need to we need to acknowledge that krishna consciousness is a stage of spirituality a way of life in direct service of the supreme lord and all the sacrifices are, are religiosity or some sort of uh, indirect engagement in acknowledging the supreme lord which will not give us personal relationship with the lord which can only elevate our consciousness third reflection that i want to say is then shri prabhupada is talking about krishna consciousness and cultivation of knowledge as a part of this chapter there is a very interesting point krishna prabhupada writes in one of the purports in teachings of lord kapila shri prabhupada says unless one is engaged in direct service of the supreme lord he will engage himself in some sort of a philanthropic activity i will read them this is from text 27 from teachings of lord kapila chapter 12 unless in the purport just the first paragraph unless one has good engagements in spiritual service it is not possible to become detached from material service those who are not devotees therefore are interested in so called humanitarian or philanthropic work such as opening a hospital or charitable institution these are undoubtedly good works in the sense that they are pious activities and the performer may get some opportunities for sense gratification either in this life or in the next devotional service however is beyond the boundary of sense gratification it is a completely spiritual activity when one engages in spiritual activities of devotional service he does not engage in sense gratificatory activities krishna consciousness activities are performed not blindly but with the perfect understanding of knowledge and renunciation this is very very you know interesting point that shabrapa is making 
the point here is that in our personal analysis, we would have come to know the nature of the soul. The nature of the soul is such that the soul, fundamental characteristics of the soul is to love and to serve. To be loved and to be served. So this loving and serving are inherent part of the spirit soul. That is why we get to always see, we always want to love someone and loved by someone. We always want to serve someone and served by someone. If we do not find anyone to any human relationship to love or to serve, we search for them in pets. We search for them in other forms. So, it is imperative that we need to learn to engage ourselves. That is why Shla Prabhupada, any time uses the word bhakti, he translates them as Devotional service, not just devotion. Because devotional service means doing service, dovetailing our propensity, engaging our senses in those activities in which the Supreme Lord is glorified. We also do these services which is beyond our senses because somebody has to give up their comforts, somebody has to give their dravyas, somebody has to dedicate their time for learning some knowledge is also some sort of good work as Prabhupada has acknowledged here. But devotional service, the focus is Krishna, but the benefit is not only for Krishna, the benefit is also for the practitioner. Because when we Try to engage ourselves in the service of the Lord. That is why Shila Prabhupada very categorically wanted to differentiate the spirituality part. And that spirituality part, Prabhupada says, to be done in knowledge and renunciation. Not just, we are not here and only gaining some technical information. We are not here interested in only just uh, trying to uh, uh, become a scholar trying to accomplish some sort of a, a power or position because those all will not give us the necessary happiness that we are seeking for rather than the devotional service would give happiness. So the third reflection that I want to say is the differentiation that Srila Prabhupada is trying to clarify that I read from teachings of Lord Kapila is that unless we are engaged. Why these all different yajnas are being done? Because these people does not know to engage themselves in Krishna conscious service. So one of the greatest contribution from Srila Prabhupada is he taught us to be engaged. He taught us to be Krishna conscious. He taught us to be learning to dovetail everything for the pleasure of the Lord. Otherwise we wouldn't know. Day before yesterday, I was in Vrindavan. So, I was just talking to some devotees. I said that, had we not come across Shla Prabhupada's Bhaktivedanta purports 
and his wonderful disciples you would have not known the real definition of devotion especially those of us who claims to be from a religious background comes from traditional indian family structure we have some advantage but we also have several baggages within ourselves we carry a baggage thinking that we know i am already we always see that when we do book distribution we come across different people they say no no amare ghar pe bhagavad gita hai sir we have bhagavad gita at our house our great grandfather time we have bhagavad gita they would have never studied that but they always claim somebody used to say my name is itself is krishna i mean the different funniest uh, you know uh, <laughs> explanations or understanding because that baggage that we carry thinking that we are you know better off sometimes not make us uh, to take a step forward towards understanding what actual spirituality is which is what shla prabhupad has helped since this bhakti vedanta purports this transcendental knowledge that shla prabhupad is imparting and he just said that the boundary of sense gratification we need to cross and that shla prabhupad taught and the way he taught is like taking a person through an elevator and not making them walk through the steps otherwise generally people go through these all processes one by one by one by one by one and finally at some point i am pantast koti satavatsara sampragamyo vayo ratapi manaso munipungavanam sopyasti yat prapada chimni avichintya tatve govindam adipurusham tamaham bajami there are people who go through this Uh, entire process koti satavatsara sampragamyo tens and thousands of years still they are in the right direction but they are on a very 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 slow process rather by the mercy of chaitanya mahaprabhu the mercy of shla prabhupad we are in to a very fast track process by which in this very life right in this 2000 21 time by a little endeavor a little endeavor we will be able to see the actual results of krishna consciousness susukam kartum avyayam pratyaksha vadanam the super happiness one would get in krishna consciousness is directly perceived it is not some fake story it is not something that is written somewhere we will we will get it somewhere in our very life right now we can actually perceive them so hence my third and last reflection for this session is about how one should learn to act in knowledge and in renunciation so that the sacrifice that is all listed over here are great but we need to have a knowledge that they are all supposed to be directed towards pleasing the supreme lord because he is yajna purusha he is agneshwara he is rasaraj he is the supreme personality of godhead our eternal father to whom everything belongs to we are just caretakers we are just supposed to understand that we are only taking care of his things supposed to be taking care of his things for his pleasure 
the moment we are trying to assume some of them belongs to us, that's when uh, we become criminal. When Ravana tried to kidnap Sita and did not want Lord Ram, that's when the problem started. When we are trying to you know, enjoy Lakshmi without Narayana, that's when Chanchala come in. So all these sacrifices may sound very wonderful, but they are still incomplete. So stay put through this series. In the next few verses later, Krishna is going to open up how that incomplete understanding, that incompleteness in spirituality can be completed with the help of surrendering to a bona fide spiritual master. So I would like to conclude my session here by summarizing those three reflections that we had today. The first reflection we had was about the difference between I, me, mine only stage of consciousness to the stage of Krishna only consciousness and how we are slowly evolving in our spiritual quest, spiritual journey. Somewhere or other, at least we should settle in the stage of adding Krishna also in our life. Even though that is not the final uh, position to be in, but it is at least better than being a self-centered sense gratifier. The second reflection that we had is about how bhakti as a Anchama Purushartha, how in devotional journey there are Dharma, Artha, Kama, Moksha and how one has to slowly work in the process of coming to the mode of goodness, coming to the platform of uh, uh, controlling the mind and senses and coming to the stage of goodness so that spirituality can be further uh, explored and eventually you know, we can move forward. So it is important that we rise up to the platform of spirituality above, above religiosity and not just, not just remain in the stage of formality. Because if you are just doing things as a, as a formality, it is just external. If you are doing things just on the stage of religiosity, it is very sentimental. But if you come to the stage of spirituality, it is scientific. The third reflection that we had is about how Shla Prabhupada talks about knowledge and renunciation, how one needs to uh, somewhere or other learn to engage in the devotional service for the pleasure of the Lord, which is direct service to the Lord and which is what is going to give us the real happiness. And if we are not situated there, even though other works may be good, may not necessarily give us the happiness that we are searching for. So I would stop here for any questions or comments uh, from you all. Shishi Bhagavad Gita Ki Jai Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai Gitae Gaura Premanande Hari Hari Go. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Prabhuji. <clears throat> Thank you for the class. Prabhuji, so, so the Sankhya Yoga is the Jnana Yoga? Sankhya Yoga is not Jnana Yoga. It is Sankhya Yoga is one form of the yoga. You can, I mean, the uh, 
interoperable names in the yoga system is sometimes funny uh, depends upon the subsequent uh, description of what they want to say because proper uses the word dhyana yoga uh, in different context so sankhya yoga is pretty much about understanding the 24 elements and how this whole universe is functioning Apilladev is uh, explaining them in the third canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. Of course, there are two types of Apilladev. You know, we are talking about the son of Devahuti. He's explaining about the Sankhya, how the universes are, you know, functioning, different elements of the universe, interconnectivity, what came first, what came next. The process of yoga means somewhere or other it is to be connected with Krishna, to the Supreme Lord. So by studying this universe, they also understand and go to the source of the universe and try to eventually connect and say that how this entire universe belongs to him and everything is emanating from him. Something like that, they are trying to kind of conclude. Of course, uh, Kapiladev eventually uh, is imparting the core science of devotional service to Devahuti. But in general, Sankhya studies is about study of this universe and how this big phantasmagoria, how this wonderful big, you know, uh, universe, the big, big galaxies, how they are operating, how they are functioning, how their interconnectivity is, how come they are, you know, so perfect, uh, even though they may be uh, temporary. So it is something uh, when we study, we naturally come to an appreciation of the Supreme Lord and that becomes a yoga. So in that way, it is not directly, you know, Jnana Yoga, uh, but it is in some form of knowledge for that, for sure. Am I making some sense here? Uh, thank you, Prabhuji. So what is the Jnana Yoga then? Jnana Yoga is knowledge of knowing who am I, who is the Lord, what is my connectivity with the Supreme Lord, what is this universe. So this, in knowing this all, context is Jnana Yoga. This yoga ladder is a kind of a, a bit funny structure. So we can put it this way. Karma Yoga and there are certain classifications of Karma Yoga. You know, Sakama Karma Yoga, Nishtama Karma Yoga like that. So it is, it is not a uni, you know, uh, monologues or a unidirectional ladder. This ladder also has got some sort of a side steps. So you can Put the yoga into a blocks. So one block is karma block in which yoga is associated with action. Second block is jnana block, which is yoga is associated with knowledge. Third block is bhakti block where it is associated with sentiments, emotions and direct appreciation of the Supreme Lord's um, you know, relationship with the Supreme Lord. And there are gradations. Everywhere there are gradations and, uh, you know, combinations. So, jnana block is where I am actually renouncing to do activities for my sake. I've been doing activities for my sake. But then slowly I realized there's no fun in that. I worked, 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 made money. But then after God getting all the money, I'm not getting the necessary fun. Maybe I'm getting, but not for all the time. So somewhere I am feeling that maybe there is something higher to this. That is why the end of Karma Yoga 
is the beginning of jnana yoga we start to quest question in karma yoga we don't question we just do it because we want it and we try to find ways and means that we can get it legitimately but in jnana yoga we try to question is that really i want to do for me can there be anything better to this even after getting this i'm getting suffering so we start to question who am i actually who is this you know uh, uh, what is this whole world what am i supposed to do so all sorts of such things you know we when we question we start to search for some real reasoning so that's when this entire uh, gamut of jnana you know comes in and the end of jnana jnana yoga yoginam ati sarvesham mat gaten antaratmana so the sixth chapter last verse somewhere we try to you know uh, come to a conclusion that it is just not knowledge that is enough we have to have action in that knowledge because i am i am knowledgeable that i am sick is not sufficient that i need to get cured for which i need to do some action that is why action and krishna consciousness is considered as devotion so that is the next stage where we just don't simply conclude what is right or wrong we are actually working on and trying to transform ourselves does that make sense mother ah definitely prabhu ji uh it 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 really clears uh, my my understanding my doubts so thank you so much hari krishna hari krishna anybody else has any other questions or comments um hari krishna prabhu ji dhanu pranam that was a wonderful class thank you so much prabhu Thank you, Mr. Prabhupada. Um, anybody else have any questions or any comments? Any realization? Okay. Hey, I have one quick question. Hi, Krishna. I have one quick question, Prabhuji. Yeah, please go. Yeah, you mentioned none of those yogas can reach Krishna. Uh, yet, Iskon, doubts upon feeding thousands and thousands for free every day, thousands of kids, perhaps. So tell me what, why, why doing that if it is not reaching Krishna at all? Um, I can tell you slightly audible. I am. Uh, I'm hearing you a little deeply. Let me put my headphone. Sorry. Can you repeat what you said? I was asking. Um, you mentioned that none of those yogas reach Krishna, yet Iskon touts upon feeding um, children, thousands and thousands of children every day for free. why doing that if it is not reaching krishna very good question and thank you so much for asking that um basically um the um um the difference is the focus the same act when it is done for my agenda and is done for 
spiritual agenda. Action may look same, but the destination is different. The difference between Anadan and Prasadam distribution is Anadan is my charitable work. Prasadam distribution, even though in a English normal sense, it can be classified charitable, but it is considered as devotional service because the boga, which is offered to the Supreme Lord, when it is given to someone, it transforms the consciousness. We are not just distributors of food. We are distributors of prasadam. So we are supposed to cook, offer it to the Lord, pray to the Lord, please accept this offering and give that prasadam, which is non-different from the Supreme Lord himself and giving that to others. So when I am giving prasadam to children or anyone for that matter, then we are not only giving them for their body, we are giving them for their soul as well. So the regular anadan and food for life, that's why Prabhupada used the title food for life. It's not, it's food for just the body. So anadan service from an ISKCON standpoint, even though the word might sound uh, you know common or we generally don't use the word anadan, but even if you use them, it doesn't matter. The point is the underlying concept. So when the same act, I was singing before, now I'll continue singing. Previously, I was singing for myself. Now I'll sing for the Lord. Previously, I was doing work for myself. Now I'll do. Previously, also Arjuna was going to fight. Now also Arjuna is going to fight. Previously, he would have fought or not fought for himself. Now he is fighting for Krishna. If you read the last chapter of, you know, the final conclusion part of this uh, uh, Bhagavad Gita, when Krishna finished read, you know, speaking Bhagavad Gita, he is telling uh, Arjuna that now you have a choice whether you want to um, fight or not fight. I have said what I have to say. And Arjuna is saying, now I will fight for you. Because I was not going to fight for myself, now I will fight for you. So the act, acting is purified. Am I making some sense, Mataji? Uh, yes. Thank you very much. Thank you. Any other questions or comments? And one, one small point with respect to what you just said is that all these yogas that I have mentioned or, you know, that parts that we, that, that we read today, they are not going to give us Krishna directly, even though they are in the direction towards Krishna. So, I mean, what Shila Prabhupada wanted to highlight here is, it is not these activities are considered abominable. But these activities are not directly, you know, uh, uh, engaging towards my spiritual quest or pleasing the Supreme Lord. It is like I am walking towards my destination instead of, you know, availing a vehicle which can drive me there fast. So it's pretty, pretty slow. Sometimes the slow process may derail us, may try to, you know, deroute us because you would not get the results, uh, you know, uh, soon, you may get frustrated. So, especially in Kaliuga, since we do not have time, interest and uh, inclination, so it is better to avoid the fast process because anyway, we want things to happen like that. So, Krishna consciousness is some uh, better, fast, suitable for the mindsets of people in Kaliuga.
So thank you so much. I guess uh, there are no questions, so we will end the session here. And um, thank you so much for engaging in the service. Looking forward to Sangam. Um, just uh, like you know, quick uh, introduction since devotee were not there when we started the call. So Prabhuji has Ram Girdari Das Prabhuji. He has joined for the first time in our evening Bhagavad Gita class. And Prabhuji has joined from Mumbai, India. And Prabhuji has been uh, serving uh, uh, in the local community and temple for many years. And uh, um, and he has been giving classes in the morning, Srimad Bhagavatam also, every day chant. Uh, Prabhuji, um, I just don't have a question, but would you like to tell us, like, you know, how did you come to Krishna consciousness? Um, sure. Um, start some um, uh, famous story or anything like that. It's all uh, uh, natural stuffs. I took up Krishna consciousness uh, when I was in my grade 7, that is in 1989 September to be precise and um, by the blessings of some local devotees in our uh, uh, community I hail from Srirangam, South India, Tamil Nadu that's where um, uh, I grew up it's not exactly Srirangam, that's a place called Trichirapalli, that's a district uh, in which Srirangam is situated so I uh, uh, my family is from a Smartha, South Indian Smartha Brahmin family and uh, my father used to uh, regularly take me to the temples and uh, uh, different sets of satsang. And naturally, saw one satsang was from uh, Iskon. So he took me there too. I didn't realize that uh, you know I would definitely get glued into it. By the blessings of the congregation devotees at that time, they took care of me, loved me, uh, motivated little fire. Uh, within me. So, um, since then I got um, engaged in some natural services that I liked, which is to, you know, sing and play Mridanga and some sort of running around. Uh, because as a school-going uh, boy, when I was motivated for something, you know, I was always encouraged, wow, wow, very good, very good, very good. So, I used to get that. I used to just go for that motivation and also very sumptuous, wonderful, tasty prasad. And uh, since then, uh, uh, with the association of several devotees, um, I have grown or lit, trying to grow to a stage wherever I am. Right now, I'm serving in Mumbai. Uh, I have my own uh, business though. But I have uh, associated myself with few services within ISKCON and trying to search the Prabhupada there. There are many things that we can say, you know, say about what I'm doing, but then uh, I will limit myself to this now. Hare Krishna. Thank you, Prabhuji. Actually, since you said you're in Mumbai, I have a question. Sure. I was thinking about it when you were explaining about um, how you give prasad. So in Mumbai, there's so much of drug issues, Bollywood, um, hero, heroines and heroes and etc. There's new cases are going on right now. Uh, major heroine was um, caught just a couple of days ago. Gujarat airport, uh, well, not airport, the port, Mundra port has um, caught 21,000 crore worth of Afghanistan drug cocaine heroin um what why are you guys or are you guys the question is are you actually preaching in the 
Bollywood. Why is this going downhill in terms of body showing, uh, nakedness, drugs, women, alcohol? What is happening? And since you are in Mumbai, wanted to pose this question. Um, it's very uh, good concern, natural concern for a kind-hearted person. So thank you for that. And um, I'll say this in three parts. Number one is definitely at some level, some initiatives are being taken to reach out to wealthy uh, celebrity class of people, so so-called celebrity classes of people. And uh, some I know I know for sure some devotees are doing that in a very subtle manner. It is not an easy task is to go to someone to uh, take up spirituality, you know, whilst they are in their own time and space and uh, hallucinated, you know, uh, existence that I am rich, I am popular, I am famous, I am, you know, I am the one. The, the face of the society where people look up to if somebody is you know living like that so so it's becoming a big uh, uh, a concern so some some devotees that I know are working in little bit so they are uh, trying to you know engage them in some sort of a charitable work within his con trying to get some attention for them to come forward for certain satsang there is a small forum um uh, which is created amongst group of ISKCON devotees for wealthy people. So they are trying to teach them art of giving, art of engaging. Uh, Bhaktichar Maharaj, Radhanath Maharaj, few other Maharajas are, you know, uh, trying to, uh, they try to, you know, put certain systems and processes, number one. Number two is that uh, in terms of the uh, scenario that is happening currently in Mumbai, incidentally, it is, Mumbai is in the limelight uh, and uh, it is very unfortunate. But Mumbai is not the only place, you know, these things are happening. It's happening uh, in different parts of the world. But right now, yes, it is uh, uh, the focal point is Mumbai. And if you understand the root cause, underlying root cause of all these problems, as Prabhupada used to say, is to, you know, uh, is to consider I am the enjoyer. There are three fundamental, you know, ideologies that are circulating. Number one, So somewhere, somewhere, other these Bollywood guys are, you know, sown in uh, everybody's head that we are. This is the only life that we are going to live. So live the life as you want to be. So that is a very wrong and unfortunate understanding about life. And number two is that uh, because I am with that understanding that I'm only once going to live. I I have uh, my own resources to exploit, and unfortunately, the legal and uh, the government governance um, is um, trying to you know somewhere trying to control different governments at different situations. So the corporates, governments, and different supporting bodies, when they were not uh, vigilant, when they were not having right sets of policies, right sets of judiciary uh, decisions, the right punishments, the right stage. So uh, these problems are cropping out. Now, slowly, slowly, they are coming to the limelight because, you know, 
some government or some uh, parts of the political system some parts of the judicial system is functioning correctly uh, and third aspect uh, that i want to say is in general this is an indication of kaliyuga so when we see such things what you feel is a very natural an important way to feel so what do we do for that where do we start we start in trying to see within ourselves and around ourselves so we say in management circle of concern and circle of influence so one is circle of concern which is what we just spoke about the society is in you know completely degraded stage you know we have several natural uh, issues because of misusing of environment these are all circle of concern and how do we contribute towards that we start operating from the circle of influence i'll try to fix my house properly i'll try to fix my neighborhood properly i try to fix within my family within my friends so if each and every one of us start to think like that then probably down the line we like it, it, it we call as dominoes effect dominoes effect is not just only for you know detrimental stage it is also that if we all try to do things in our own way in our own capacity in our own uh, circle then probably we can bring in some transformation they say you know instead of we uh, are desiring talking about the change we be the change so that's where our krishna consciousness movement happens to be a very uh, uh, important contributor where we are changing those uh, who come in contact with us their perspectives are getting changed and there is a hope that is uh, you know um, alive in those lives I'm not sure if i really answered your uh, question or that will solve the current set of what's going on in bollywood but i just try to classify them into three parts for sure some endeavor is been put and we have to put more this makes sense babaji yes prabhuji i'm just trying to understand in terms of what iskon is doing from proactively not reactive state saying that if somebody if somebody comes into a contact with us their perspective is changing i'm asking from a proactive standpoint where christianity and islam goes and converts they are proactive i'm asking from that standpoint if that's happening it is proactively uh, both uh, reactively proactively we are a group of devotees in uh, uh, both that i know both in radha uh, ras bihari temple as well as uh, um, radha gopina temple as well as in delhi so there are there is a group of devotees who are working reaching out going some of these people uh, may not publicly you know transform and show that they are supporting is con because then it becomes their you know biased nature of public opinion because these celebrities they want to maintain their uh, secular image but several of them are well wishers and very proactive so basically there is a cultural wing in iskon's radha rasabihari temple called bhakti kala kshetra they are trying to slowly you know engage these celebrities in active um, uh, spirituality it is not an easy task like for example going and preaching to a scientist and making the scientist accept spirituality it's a herculean task they are very strong in their ideology 
similarly uh, you know these preaching is also having its own uh, um, portion thank you prabhu thank you for Prabhuji, I have one thing, uh, and it is not at all. <laughs> I mean, you said you uh, you uh, like to sing. I'm wondering if it's okay with you. Can you sing two line for, for any bhajan, uh, any favorite bhajan, or anything? Sure. Um, there's a song um, called Vrindavana Ramyasthana. Just because I just came back from Vrindavan, I still. have those memories so it's a very small song so i'll sing them and probably we can conclude the session rindavanaramyasthanam divya chintamani dama ratana mandira manohara वृंदवनरम्यस्थान दिव्यचिंतामणिदाम रतन मंदिर मनोहरा आवृत कालिंदी मिले राजहंस केली कोरे ताहे शोभे कनक तारेमापीट अष्टेष्टीत अष्ट प्रधान तारेरत्नस्थने जाने श्यामा संगे सुंदरी राधीपलावण्य राशि आमिया परिचे काशी हास्य परिहसंभाने नरोतम दास को हे नित्यलीला सुकमो सदाई स्पुरुक मोर मे हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे जय जय राधा श्याम सुंदर राधा श्याम सुंदर राधे गौर गौर हरि 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 जय शिशि राधा श्याम सुंदर भगवान की जय कृष्ण थैंक यू सो मच हरे कृष्ण प्रभु जी तुम हरे कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण प्रभु जी वेन आई एम देयर नेक्स्ट टाइम इन मुंबई आई विल ट्राई टू टेक योर दर्शन 